The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Mondays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up in this week. You can get in on the Pistons and the NBA action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And new customers who use code HUGE when they sign up can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mondays on the HUGE Show across Michigan are presented by DraftKings. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're all about huge opinions, big name guests, and we are ready to go each and every afternoon at 3 o'clock with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. What a glorious Monday it is. Outside of Lions fans who are wondering, is this a blip in terms of the complete picture of 2023 on the negative side? Or are the Lions going to regroup after another extended break and get it done against New Orleans on Sunday? Beyond that, things are pretty good right now. Well, I wouldn't throw the Pistons into that category. But I was there at the big house with Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network, Drew from Impact Power Sports in Rockford. Wow, what a day it was. So we did the broadcast Friday uh, from 327 Stadium Club there on Hoover in Ann Arbor, great tailgate, corporate destination. You can rent it out, family, friends, businesses. It's awesome. So we do the event, and then we go pull up the RV to Union Rec, and we stay in the parking lot, and that was a pretty cool place to eat, have some cocktails, right? Kathy Mason and the crew and Drew and his wife from Impact Power Sports. And then the next morning, we wake up, and we go to our tailgate with Soren Eagle, at the stadium, Club 327. What, did I say Hoover, right? I got to get it right. I've got Harvey, got, you know, Havana. What? It's something with an H. It's a bad game show right now. Because I'm still a little slow on Monday because it was a heck of a weekend. So we get there for our tailgate. Lomas Brown shows up. Impact Power Sports out of Rockford. West Michigan's go-to destination for Yamaha carts, and they trick them up. It's like a custom shop if you want it. However, your golf cart for your neighborhood at your cottage, whatever it is, they they trick them up. It's not just – it could be for the golf course. Uh, If you have your own cart and you live at a country club, but it – it was amazing what he brought, the Lions card that they gave to Lomas. And they're doing a promotion with Lomas where he'll be going to show span shows and events over the next six months, right? And then they had the huge card, which isn't the finished product, but they brought one along 
uh, just to drive around there. And it was awesome. I was doing wheelies side by side. I set up a ramp. I jumped Lomas twice. People were like, oh, he's like Evil Knievel. And then Slow's Barbecue had food. The first 1,000 people, courtesy of the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, got a meal, got a drink ticket. Mark Ewell's parents out of Caledonia, Michigan, they stopped by. They've had season tickets for, what, over 40 years in Ann Arbor. I treated them like royalty. They got photos with Lomas. They hung out. I said, put them on my tab. And he goes, we're only drinking Cokes. I go, better yet, keep them on my tab all night long. I do want to thank, uh, during the course of that day, and really it goes back to Friday night at Union Rec, how many huge show listeners I met from across the state and around the country who listen on the iHeart app. You just search the huge show. It really was flattering how many people stopped me and they said they listen. And it's the first time in a massive public area I didn't get cat calls that my show sucks. I did not hear one of them. <laughs> I didn't hear one. Normally I get, you know, it's nice. Hey, Bill, man, I listen all the time. Yeah, I listen all the time. Yeah, I listen all the time. Yeah, show stinks. It was a beautiful thing, and the tailgate was awesome. You could feel the excitement. Michigan Band was warming up to our left. They buried College Game Day, I think, over what at the baseball or softball field. You had Fox Big Noon kickoff crew up at Ann Arbor Pioneer. You had Barstool Sports. The streets were alive. It wasn't rowdy. It wasn't out of control, even with the Ohio State fans. Some of those fraternities for Michigan – in packs, they would call out the Ohio State fan. Nothing's more frightening than 40 guys in a fraternity who haven't shaved yet whose dads take care of them. Oh, I'm afraid. So we enjoyed some adult beverages, some great food, and then we walked over to the big house, Marty Boer for the Michigan Sports Network. Oh, we had to go. We had to have Kathy Mason buy us some boots because little did we know the temperature would be. It was about 17 overnight, and Marty Boer decided to turn off the generator in the truck. So I woke up at about 5:30 and said, I can't feel three toes on the right side. I was in the back bedroom. We weren't sleeping together. Okay. It wasn't, we're not I'm not going for body warmth with Marty Boer. I'd rather have him take me out in a zipper bag. So I wake up, Marty, I go, hey, I can't feel my three right toes. I go, it must be like 25 degrees in here. He goes, ah, it's like 60. I go, where? So he turns the truck on. I'm like, you got a carbon monoxide detector in here? Because the last thing we need before Michigan-Ohio State, the biggest game ever in Ann Arbor, is for the Washtenaw County morgue truck backing up and they're, you know what? They're going to say, damn, that RV was so cold, we don't even need to put these bodies down in the freezer for the weekend. They're frozen. Uh, I, I, Superfly, this is a visual that I'll never get out of my mind right here. I wake up, you know, it's Michigan game day. You know, Kathy Mason from Impact Power Sports and their marketing team, they 
Stopped at a store. They got me and Marty some cheap boots. We looked like kids going sledding on the first Sunday morning, but I needed warm feet. I was really worried about possible amputation before kickoff. So I wake up, I you know throw some long johns on, my hoodie, the you know I brought gloves and a hat, right? Getting ready to go over to our tailgate. I open up the back bedroom door and Marty Boer's bending over and I got the moon shot. Luckily, I hadn't eaten breakfast yet, so I didn't throw up. I did tell Marty, I go, it's not quite planes, trains, and automobiles, but we're in an RV. And it's good we do this once in a while. We did it for opening day, two nights down at Comerica, right? But I said, why don't we just limit these two-day excursions? I don't mind it for a couple of days. Because then we went to that tailgate I talked about. Lomas was so fan-friendly. He, The way he sounds on air is the way he is in person. Man, he was awesome. There is a video of Lomas and I talking about that Lions cart that drew in the team from Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford here on the West Side State. They can trick out a golf cart uh, for you, whether it's for the course, for your home, your neighborhood, whatever it is, work. There's a video of me describing the cart, and Lomas and I just laughing, man. Just You can see that. That's up the huge show on Facebook, uh, the Bill Simonson uh, personal page. So you're watching the thousands start rolling towards the big house. Like I said, we leave. We walk over there. We had good seats, about the 20-yard line, 80 rows up, but it's the big house. We could see everything. The electricity was fantastic, Superfly. It was the biggest game ever in Ann Arbor in my mind. It was. It's the biggest one I've ever been to in Ann Arbor. So the crowd, and again, I'm meeting people who listen to the show. I just walk. It's unbelievable. I'm like, all these people listen to the show. I see Anthony Bellino from the Michigan Sports Network and X's and Bros, the in-stadium host on the Jumbotrons at the big house, looking good, doing a great job. It wasn't as cold. The sun was out. It was a beautiful day. Felt like fall football. Michigan and Ohio State playing for the right to go to the Big Ten Championship in the winter. More than likely would be number one. I'll get to that in a moment because Georgia's still number one in the polls. Hello. They had to struggle to beat Georgia Tech. Don't get me going on that. So we settle into our seats. We, get, we grab a bite to eat. Marty had to fill out a credit app to get the bacon, cheeseburger, and fries, but it, it worked. He he was approved for three burger and fries. We go to our seats. I meet more people around me who listen to the huge show. All of a sudden, right before kickoff, I see a couple. It looked like a couple. Younger. When I say younger, probably late 20s, early 30s. They both looked hammered. And the girl is kind of out of it. And they're sitting right next to me. And my first thought was, she's going to barf. Well... Game kicks off, all the excitement, the pageantry of Michigan-Ohio State, and she blows chunks. Not on me, but on the people in front of her. and on the, the Because everyone was standing up. Most of the game, everybody stood up on the bench. So a nice lady, and again, I think her husband listens. I think they're part of Lucas Smith and his friends from Hudsonville. And they helped take that girl to the bathroom, and her boyfriend, or I think someone said it was her brother, I don't know. I saw him kiss, but they could have been from Arkansas. And they they left, and the throw-up's right there. And I'm like, okay. 
reeking. Like, I go, gosh. So when they're getting up to leave, the girl puts her hand on my shoulder and I see her face looking at me and her cheeks puff out and she's face to face with me. Nothing's a bigger turnoff than puke breath from a girl. Superfly, I'm worried she's going to she's gonna throw up all over me, right in my face. Someone's going to have their camera. Everyone has camera phones going. This is going to be unbelievable. I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to smell like puke, right? She goes like this. I, I pivot her shoulders so if she's going to lose it, she would have lost it in front of the people to my left. I pivoted this just quickly, right? Because she, she did the, and then the, the cheeks kind of, Puffed out, I'm going, oh, no. Because what do I do? I can't punch her. I could not hit her. I wouldn't hit a woman ever. Never have, never will. I couldn't push her because then she's going to fall in. There's going to be like a a bar fountain everywhere. I would have had to take it like just the greatest comeback story. They show up for the second half, the same couple. And what a game it was, man. The crowd hates Ohio State and even more with what's happened off the field. And what Michigan did start to finish, what they did when they lost center, what that crowd did for that team. I've always said I never felt Michigan and the big house should be the home field advantage that it could be. And it was on that Saturday. That's the way it should be for every game. You should be on your feet going nuts. Make the opposition fear coming to the big house. And that's what they did. And it was a thing of beauty. And Michigan gets the pick at the end. And Ohio State should have kept running that hurry-up offense. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is amazing. And as Jim Harbaugh said, talking in front of the Big Ten championship media, I think Zoom call yesterday. That was the best Ohio State team. I know they didn't have the stud quarterback. They didn't have C.J. Stroud. or, But that's the best team. That was the best defense. And I said that all week leading up to the game. That was a great win for Michigan. And the celebration and the students running on the field and the fans. You got to bottle that. You season ticket holders out there. You have to bottle that. That has to be that way every game. I don't care who it is. Make them fear coming to the big house. And it's an awesome crowd. There were no issues except for Queen Chunkia. Oh, Brett, when she went her mouth puffed up, I'm like, okay, quick jab. I can't knock her out. Because what if she was just burping? Ann Arbor News, Bill Simonson was arrested for punching a woman who was burping up the bacon cheeseburger that he ate, too. But I did pivot her shoulders where maybe my arm would have got it. But that couple to my left, who, by the way, had Ohio State gear on, would have been just showered with what looks like chicken pot pie. And I couldn't look at that throw up because I gag when I look at throw up. I want to throw up. What a day it was. And then we went back and celebrated. I ran into more people, uh, an entire group of former and current GRPD officers, their friends and families. 
We're literally where we were at the Union Wreck in Ann Arbor. We're two RVs away. We saw him in the morning, went back, and we're drinking beers with him. And you know how I feel about law enforcement, and especially the Grand Rapids Police Department. I love them, all those men and women. And then Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network go, people know you everywhere. I go, oh, yeah, you just catching on? Drew from Impact Power Sports said, we're getting calls. People are buying golf carts, quads, side-by-sides. I'm like, wow, surprise, surprise, the huge show works. I didn't know that. Yeah, and the GRPD crew, man, I just, I always have from day one back here. uh, I, I have enjoyed supporting through thick and thin, through being there for the loss of one of their own and Bob Kosminski to anything they're doing. And they're just good guys and women who this group loves Michigan. They love sports. We're, we're watching, uh, what was the other game? We were going back and forth. I think it was Washington, Washington State. We're just, it was such a perfect day. I didn't shower for 48 hours. Probably some people thought it was remnants of that women's peel because probably the fact that I didn't care. It was, it was so cold, too, that no smell is going to permeate. Basically, Marty's Michigan Sports RV is like a mobile meat locker with how cold it was in there. What I love about sports and why I do sports for a living is you never know what's coming. You don't. You can't predict anything. Yeah, I predicted Michigan State would go 4-8. and eight. I predicted Michigan would go undefeated. I did. It's on the tape. Trust me, you're going to hear it for a long time. 12-0 Michigan, 4-8 and eight Michigan State. And speaking of the Spartans and all the hoopla of Michigan beating Ohio State, I did like the timing on when they announced it right, right after or just, just before the Ohio State-Michigan game ended. That's a smart move by... Michigan State, they haven't made a lot of smart moves in administration ever. Jonathan or Jonathan Smith from Oregon State, I think, was the best candidate that was out there. I think they, they got, Elko went to Texas A&M, they got the best candidate. That is an extremely strong hire by Michigan State for the future. I think it's the best hire they've ever made in football. Modern era. Nothing against Georgia, I'm not going... Old school. I think it's the best hire. I think what Jonathan Smith did at Oregon State, you know, he's a year removed from being coach of the year. Mel Tucker didn't have a resume. Mark D'Antonio was coming from Cincinnati. It was on. He did have instruct gold with the Rose Bowl year. But I believe this is a guy that can build the program that Michigan State needs. I really do. And I haven't said, I think he'll be the perfect complement to Izzo. It shocked me that Alan Haller, who again, according to reports, wanted to suspend and or not terminate, but keep Mel Tucker away and somebody above him, probably board of trustees, because that's the clown show at Michigan State, told him no. And Haller had to take this bullet, and I think he probably leaked that information just before this hire. Because I'll give Alan Haller credit for going out and getting Jonathan Smith. And yes, he's not going to be John L. Smith too. He's Jonathan Smith. 
I like what he's saying. I don't think it's BS. And between the transfer portal, between getting in late on this recruiting class, he probably loses a year because of everything Tucker did. But in the long term, I think he'll be the guy that can give Michigan State a shot at getting back to the Big Ten championship game. And now with the expanded playoff, what do you have to do? With the monster schedule you're going to have, and remember, he knows the Pac-12 teams, and he knows West Coast recruiting, which he can tap into now. Nine and three probably will get you near that 11 or 12 line for the expanded playoff. But I know I haven't given Michigan State football a lot of love in a long time. But the hire of Jonathan Smith, as Jim Comperoni from SmartMeg.com said, it is an A-plus hire. They got the best available, realistic coach. I know there was Urban Meyer, all this crap out there. No, they got the best coach. And he'll be competitive. I don't know how soon, because they don't have a quarterback they don't have a running back. They basically don't have squat. But you'll see how good a coach and his staff is. Staff, assistants, he's bringing, it looks like, at least right now, and it's early, and Jim Comperoni will join us later, and Graham Couch for the Lansing State Journal, Tim Stout on the hire, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, Doug Skeen from the Wolverine.com Michigan Football Podcast, Anthony Broom also on the Big Ten Championship game. I'll go through the DraftKings over-under on that. Wow. Hey, Iowa is 10-2. and two. They bring some defense, okay? I know everybody trashes. They can't score, but they have the ability to shut you out, right? Iowa is back in the top 25. So the number 18. Michigan is number two. Can somebody explain this to me, please? Michigan beats Ohio State, who was the number two team in the country. Number two team in the country. They beat them. And Michigan was number three. And they don't move up to number one. And Georgia struggles to beat Georgia Tech. I challenge anybody beyond the hate for Harbaugh, which is transparent, Georgia's biggest wins are what? Number, where's Missouri at in the latest? Missouri's at number nine. Number nine at home with Missouri is their biggest home win. Their biggest road win. Uh, Hello. So Michigan has a win at Penn State, who is number 10. At the time, Penn State, I think, was six. And they beat number two, Ohio State, at home. How do they not go to number one? Because of the hate for Harbaugh. That's it. That's it. You got half the AP voters. So then I'm thinking, okay, well, the coaches, they all hate Harbaugh. We remember the coaches calling the Big Ten. What do they got, Michigan? Oh, they got Michigan at number two. Oh, not number one. You beat number two Ohio State at home. Oh, hold on. You beat Penn State when they were top eight at Penn State, but it's not good enough. We're going to keep Georgia. Why? Because it's the eyeball test. They look better. 
they look better than Michigan. They do. Yeah, think about your dating life. If it was based just on the eyeball test, all of us would have married a supermodel, right? Instead, some of you got stuck with a Pacer, Vega, Pinto, or maybe a pickup truck with no doors. It's just garbage. Now, I could see Michigan being number two. And this would be the final rankings if Georgia beat Alabama. Because Michigan won't get a lot of juice. I mentioned that Iowa is ranked. They are 10-2. and two. They can't score a squad. The over-under, I think, that I see 28-and-a-half or something. Maybe it was 28 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. But to only bump them up one spot and keep Georgia. Georgia struggled to beat Georgia Tech, who's horrible. But let that keep happening because I think Michigan and Hardball, all this is galvanizing this team. Even the Zach Zinner injury, which is a huge loss, by the way. Best offensive lineman, broke his leg in two places, I think. Had surgery, doing well. Let it continue, Michigan versus everybody. Because the way the college football playoff is shaping up, I don't think it's a given that Washington will beat Oregon coming up on Friday night. I don't. I'll say Michigan will beat Iowa, and even if it's 17-7, to whatever it is, you get the win, you get the trophy, and you're back in the Final Four. And you won't lose any spots. Except, except I'll say this, If Washington would beat highly ranked Oregon at number five, I wonder all of a sudden if Washington's going to jump Michigan because they just beat number 18, Iowa. It wouldn't surprise me. Georgia gets Alabama at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Michigan, Iowa is at 8 o'clock on Saturday. Washington, Oregon is Friday night. I love championship weekend. Also Saturday, you have Florida State and Louisville. All these come into play, and let me explain it, that – Georgia beats Alabama, Michigan beats Iowa, Washington beats Oregon, Florida State beats Louisville. There's your, there's your four teams in order. Michigan then probably plays Washington. That's why I think they're trying to do it, positioning that they want Michigan-Washington, the old Pac-12, Big Ten in the Rose Bowl, and then Georgia-Florida State would be in the Sugar Bowl, and they'd be huge draws geographically for Georgia-Florida State. That's why I think some of this politicking on uh, the ranking smells like dog manure right now. But this is where it gets interesting. If Washington loses to Oregon, then I think Oregon has one of the spots. If Florida State loses to Louisville, Now you get this dilemma, and if Alabama would beat Georgia, who are, Michigan would go to one, Washington is two, more than likely, and who are your three and four, your one-loss teams? Are they Georgia-Washington? Are they Georgia-Ohio State? What about Texas, who won at Alabama? How... Alabama, how do you put Alabama in front of Texas when they beat them? But they beat, uh, again, hypothetically, they had win on Saturday, they beat Georgia. This is where it gets, it takes care of itself if Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State all win 
their conference championship games. It gets crazy. I mean, you want total Armageddon if Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State all lose. (laughs) What's your final four? If they all lose, I think Oregon becomes the one seed in beating Washington. Then do you pick Texas or Alabama to get in there? And Alabama had the miracle finish on the 4th and 31 in the Iron Bowl against Auburn. And then they didn't allow the touchdown return, which changed the over-under total for a lot of people and the spread. They said he stepped out, which he did. I love it. It's college football. Can't wait for this weekend. We'll talk to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He'll join us coming up next. Doug Skeen for the Michigan Football Podcast. The former Wolverine. He'll be by in about 40 minutes. Tim Stout from Lansing on Jonathan or Jonathan Smith and that hire as the Spartans' new head football coach, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal. If you want to join us, our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Good and bad from the weekend for Michigan State football, Michigan football, and the Lions from last Thursday. You can join in on the conversation at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Don't miss holiday deals at Meyer. Shop select Lego play sets for 30% off. December Home Holiday Indoor Decor is buy one, get one 50% off. And December Home Holiday Ornaments and Lifelike Trees and Phillips Lights are 20% off. These deals and products won't last long at these prices. Head to Meyer today to shop holiday deals in one stop. Plus, pay the same low buyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Special guest, Josh Grayson. Tickets start at $40. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Clint Black and Josh Grayson. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for my friends at Urban U. They're Michigan's best med spot. Now, they have multiple locations in the Grand Rapids metro area, and you'll find an Urban U location in Northville on the east side of the state. And this is a message for any guy listening right now. How often do you think about your skin health care? Well, Urban U has multiple options that could help you immediately. Whether you work out a lot, you run, your job requires a lot of sweating, you need to think about your skin health care, and Urban U can help you, hydrofacials, and so much more. 
or even your kids. Think about that if your son, your daughter's playing a lot of sports and they're having trouble with their skin health care. Urban U has options that can help today. Just go to theurbanu.com to find out more. Locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and on the east side of the state in Northville. Go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Monday broadcast presented by our friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up. Get in on the action. Game days are better when you have the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you get the promo hookups by using code HUGE. I mean, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com is standing by the Michigan Insider and what a day it was. I can argue with anybody out there that I think that was the biggest Saturday home game ever for Michigan with so much off the field, on the field, and the way the game went down to the final, basically final play until the pick and then the kneel. Uh, just amazing, Chris. It was fantastic, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah, it really was. And then the play-by-play guy, Doug Karsh, had a good friend of mine. He said it kind of felt like three wins in one, right? And that's the way – that Ohio State had set it up. Ryan Day went on TV, I think, the day before the game in Columbus, and he said, well, now we ba- he basically said, now we all know why they beat us the last two years, and there will be a time and a place to talk about that, but right now we want to talk about this one. Well, now you can talk about this loss too, Ryan, and, and really don't have any excuses left here, right? They, for, you know, He said one bad half of football at one point, and then it was five plays, and then it was the signs. Uh, you got your butt kicked again, and uh, and it's time to own it. Michigan is, has been the better football team the last three years. It's had nothing to do, relative, anything to do with sign stealing. I think everybody now that narrative has switched completely. Bill, I haven't heard a whole lot about that, with the exception of Paul Feinbaum, who is an absolute clown. So um, it's uh, everything's right in the world, and now we can concentrate on football here again. And I will say this: if the NCAA comes back and they want to interview more of the Michigan kids after this, you know, after everything they've been through. If I'm Michigan, I'm starting to push back now, Bill, and say, look, if you got evidence, produce it. If not, then leave these guys alone. They've been through enough. We've basically gone half the year without our head coach, which is an unprecedented punishment. Think about that. With everything that's gone out on out there, that's an unprecedented punishment. That's more than enough. So time to move forward, and uh, especially with a special group of kids like this. Man, what a, what a win on Saturday for the program. Michigan and Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, 8 o'clock on Saturday night. Wolverines are a 23-point favorite. Hmm. The over-under is at 35-and-a-half. <laughs> Iowa won their last game with the quarterback throwing for 94 yards. I will give their defense and special teams credit. They can get yeah. it done. My belief is, as I said in my opening huge opinion today, Chris, just get a win. If it's 17-7, I don't care if it's ugly. Get a win and move on to the Final Four. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you, and uh, it'll be hard hitting. Iowa is a good fundamental football team, especially defensively, obviously, and and they bring it every year. But you know, a couple of years ago, I think Michigan hung forty something on them there at the Big Ten title game. So um, this is not something where they've got a bunch of speed, or you know, they're gonna they're gonna bring some exotic blitzes or anything. You basically have to beat them methodically, and that's what Michigan is geared to do, right, with this offense. And they they're gonna grind you out three four yards at a time. They're gonna run play action with the tight end. Uh, something that Iowa used to do really well on offense, right? It's kind of an Iowa-type offense with a much better quarterback. Uh, the receivers aren't great, but they're good enough, and the tight ends are elite. You saw Colston Loveland really step up. So 
I'm thinking another big day for the Michigan tight ends. And, Bill, uh, you know, it's going to be tough for Iowa to score on this defense. I don't think there's any question about that. They've had a hard time scoring on bad teams. Uh, it's really going to be tough for them to move the ball up and down the field on this Michigan team. And we're hearing now about Michigan's body of work. That's why they didn't move up to number one in any of the polls. And Georgia struggles to beat Georgia Tech, but Michigan beats uh, the number two team in the country, and they don't move to number one. Uh, The hate for Harbaugh is transparent. I also think there's a lot of jockeying right now that the college football playoff committee wants Michigan versus that Pac-12 team, whether it's Oregon or Washington, depending on who gets in, and they want Georgia and Florida State in the Sugar Bowl in the co- in the college football playoff. Yeah, and it shouldn't have anything to do with that, right? And uh, but you know, it's that's politics, and that's basically why we've heard everything we've heard in the last several months uh, with Jim Harbaugh talking about revenue sharing for players, and he doubled down on that again on Sunday. I give him credit for that, but every time he does that, you know, you cringe and you think, okay. Well, the NCAA is going to want another pound of flesh, right? Because you're messing with their cash cow. And there's no question in my mind that has something to do with this, the expedited investigation. People can say all they want to about, oh, worst scandal of all time and so on and so forth. That's basically rival fans talking. If you listen to other people down south, even guys like Kirk Herbstreit saying enough is enough and listening to Joel Klatt talk and he says anybody who knows anything about football understands that this isn't the advantage that some are making it out to be. It's a coping mechanism for teams that continue to get their butts kicked, especially Ohio State that's lost three in a row, and now Michigan State, which got pounded 49 to nothing, and it could have been a lot worse. So um, I don't think a lot of people are talking about it anymore, and for good reason. Uh, But Michigan needed that win to make that go away, and that's why I said the same thing you did, Bill, that it was probably arguably the – the biggest game, one of the biggest home games in Michigan history, and one of the biggest Michigan-Ohio State games probably since 1969 when they changed that rivalry around. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, is joining us. Remember, you can follow everything leading up to the Iowa Big Ten Championship game for the Wolverines at the Wolverine.com with Chris, Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey, Doug Skeen. Doug and Chris do the Michigan Football Podcast. We'll hear from Skeener here in about 10 minutes. Uh, John Borton, uh, the entire crew uh, at TheWolverine.com. I did love Kirk Ferentz in that Big Ten Championship you know, conference call. Said that it's not that big of a deal with sign stealing and it could have been avoided a long time ago by putting the damn microphones and speakers in the helmets. Yeah, you got the money to do it, right? Who's, who's taking that money? It's the guys at the NCAA, right? And it's like this should have been done a long time ago. And uh, But again, let's not sit here and, and talk about oh, Michigan's the only team doing this. It's I can promise you, and speaking to people down south, this is commonplace. You think they don't have 10 fans in the stands with their phones at the sidelines? you got to change your signals, and, and they know it. Um, am I saying that nothing, that, that no rules were broken? I don't, you know, no, I'm not saying that. Uh, but as the NCAA bylaws are written, if Michigan took them to court, I bet they'd have a good chance to win, and I think that as well. So, um, But it is what it is, and it's in the past now because – when you win three games in a row <clears throat> like they did, two of them with all of them with an interim coach, two against top five teams or top ten teams, one on the road at Penn State, and then this one, uh, what else can anybody say, right, other than, okay, uh, this is one of the best football teams in the country. Michigan's got a tougher strength of schedule right now, I believe, than Georgia. And if you look at some of the struggles that they've had, like you mentioned, Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech, there have been other ones where they have not looked good. So uh, I think it was Joey Galloway, the Buckeye, who said, well, 
why shouldn't Washington should have uh, leapfrogged Michigan or, or two? Why aren't we talking about that last week? Well, he's been unbelievably silent this week after Washington had to get a last-second field goal to beat Washington State at home. So there's a narrative here where people have been piling on Michigan, and yeah, I get it. Uh, that's how it works, right? You get a story, and if it gets ratings, then you continue to buy into it and you continue to push it. But they've completely debunked everything now. Uh, it's time to to move forward and uh, got to get by Iowa, like you said, uh, Bill. It could be three to two, and I'd be fine with it. Get to that uh, that Final Four, win a playoff game this year, and and keep that ball moving forward. Bill Simonson and Chris Ballas here, Big Ten Championship game, 3-2 pitch to McCarthy. There's a drive, deep left field, it's gone. 3-2 is your final. Michigan wins. Michigan wins. No, I, I, love, I love the common sense from Kirk Ferentz on this. I really do. And I agree with you that the tone has changed because this setup, this witch hunt, was all there going into Penn State, thinking there's no way Michigan could win at Penn State or beat Ohio State without Jim Harbaugh and all the distractions. And guess what? As Drew Hallett from the Wolverine.com posted, Sharon Moore has more top 10 wins in the past three weeks, too, than James Franklin has since 2016 at Penn State. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, and he's got as many wins in the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry as Ryan Day does. So uh, I love the post-game handshake. I uh, looked at Sharon Moore going up to him and, you know, looking down on him. like, okay, How about Minner waving know. goodbye to the Ohio State team? Yeah, and good for him. And everybody's like, oh, that's classless. You know what's classless is sitting there and telling him that the only reason that your defenses were any was any good against us last year was because you stole our side. Yeah. Exactly. So you know what? Uh, karma. Goodbye. Get off the field. Exactly. Yeah, karma is a blank, and I won't use that word because we're totally <laughs> family friendly. Scheme may use that word coming up here in about 15 minutes, but not me. No, he won't. And I, I'll use it on the podcast once in a while, Bill, but on your show I will refer to Chris, uh, wonderful job, my friend. We'll talk later in the week about the Hawkeyes and the Wolverines and the Big Ten title game on Saturday night. Take care. Awesome. You going down there? Uh, we're, I'm looking into it. The quick turnaround. All Marty right. Boer might have the Michigan Sports Network RV. We might be rolling down there. If we are, we'll hang That'd out Friday. Won't even sleep. We'll be a total bender. <laughs> Let me know, brother. Thanks, okay, man. Yeah. Take care. Yeah, Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Doug Skeen. On Michigan's win over Ohio State, the five-time Big Ten champion, coming up in 15 minutes. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. 
Book your stay this fall in a luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition can cocktails available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. segment this hour it was a very fast 60 minutes remember 24 7 everything you need with the show is free and it's at the huge show.net big bad huge the following is a presentation of the michigan sports network Mondays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up. And this week, you can get in on the Pistons and the NBA action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And new customers who use code HUGE when they sign up can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's code HUGE when you sign up after download. Loading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mondays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by DraftKings. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin hour number two on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. What a weekend, man. You know, outside of Lions losing, it was all sports and all good. I mentioned my Thanksgiving celebration with the Hayes family, which is very unique. Makes me feel the feel really good about my family. They're good people. They're north of GR. And then across the weekend, we had a ton of sports uh, that you're watching on TV. It was the end of the regular season in college football. 
had the wings, had high school football. Michigan State was god-awful against Penn State Friday, but you know what? They ended that narrative by getting Jonathan Jonathan Smith uh, to be their new head coach. Great hire. Mark Ewell and the Michigan High School Athletic Association had two fantastic days of state championship games. Phenomenal down-to-the-wire finishes. I'll say this, and I've, I've lived around the country in over 32 years of doing a sports radio show, national level, statewide, locally. Mark Ewell and his team at the Michigan High School Athletic Association, they do everything the right way. They use common sense, and they put... What's important to the people first? And that could be student athletes, coaches, schools, parents, their corporate partners, and more. Just, I, I love DVRing it. I know I was down at the big house and then partying all day, all night. Well, you don't say that anymore at 62. It's 1030 and you're like, I've had it. That's 12 hours, more than enough for me. And I watched all the games on DVR. Could pick up some on my phone, right? Through signing in on your provider. There's the local field because two of the state championship teams, my son Ace, played this year, and Grand Rapids Catholic Central and Grand Rapids South Christian are both in our conference, the OK Gold. Forest Hills Eastern is Ace's team here in Grand Rapids. In South Christian against Harper Woods with all those athletes, had one final shot from the three with the throw to the end zone that could have tied it and the extra point could have won it and it fell incomplete. I will say something about Danny Brown, Coach Blackwire, that entire staff, those fans. My heart is close to Grand Rapids South Christian because I hosted their victory day where they allow adults and kids with special needs to score a touchdown. I hosted that, I think, for like five years. And I just respect the hell out of everybody, which is not normally used when you're talking about Grand Rapids South Christian. You know, I respect the hell out of that church. Good people. Tough loss. Won the state title a year ago. Came down to one play where they could have won it. And then Todd Colster, Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Todd now is among uh, the greatest of all time in terms of, I think, six state championships. Well-deserved. They have a great program. They have good kids. They have great assistants. I love their fan base. You know, and I get to see a lot of these people in all the sports that my kids have played at Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern versus Catholic Central and South Christian. And some people, don't want the private schools beat up on us. No, it's not always the case. Both South Christian games this year, we lost by three at their place, rushed for almost 300 yards, and they scored with 29 seconds left and at our place in round two of the playoffs. And yeah, it, it could have, would have showed us. But we were warriors. We battled. Grand Rapids Catholic Central, they're just a well-oiled machine. They had great skill position players. And Todd Colster knows how to run an offense. So I will not slight programs for having good coaching and a culture. I won't. And Forest Hills Eastern is building towards that. We had a lot of firsts this year. This morning, 11 a.m., I get a text from my son, Ace, and he said, hey, I made first-team All-State Division Four offensive lineman. I will tell you that I cried immediately because I know how much work my son has put in since he was a seventh grader. He's a junior. 
and that worked this fall. He went from 272 before the season. He's at 6'2", 287 right now. And that text you get from a child, because they want to tell somebody, and also I think they, they start to know what parents are doing in terms of sacrifices or they're doing everything they can for their kid. Not to overhype them, not to complain to the coach about playing time, none of that. That you know they have a passion and you're willing. And it's not just sports. It could be art, it could be music, it could be ballet, it could be anything. That you're going to do everything you can to help them chase their dreams. And when I look at Ace from when he was young to where he is now, his life is a, is a book or a movie someday. And as I told Ace again this morning, anything you want in the world is yours. Because hard work, believing in yourself, and putting good people around you will lead to success. And he's a junior. And yeah, Rivals invites him this spring to their camp. Narduzzi's shown some interest. Toledo, Tony Anise loves him. It's, the process is beginning. But it's his work. It's not me. It's not me. It isn't. I can't tell you, even with the tough loss to end it, how, how much I enjoyed that ride. Why high school sports are still great in Michigan and across this country. That there is something different about playing for your school. That there is something different about knowing the type of person you were as a kindergartner and you're sitting there as a junior today and you're all state. And your team went eight and three and you, you, you lost your quarterback before the season and a couple of quarterbacks stepped up and did an unbelievable job. And that team was in the bunker together. It's like Michigan. You can look at the NCAA did everything they could with the Big Ten to try and damage Michigan enough to lose at Penn State, lose at home against Ohio State, and they would have a narrative that Michigan was full of a cheating Schembechler Hall. And they didn't get it. And that team's in the bunker. Even when Zinner went down and that crowd starts chanting and those players showing that love, that's what football's all about. That's why that game is different. Where else in life outside of wrestling and football, maybe a little bit with lacrosse, that toughness is a prerequisite for you to succeed because you're going to need to be tough in life because you're going to get a knock at the door, a call, an email, or a face-to-face conversation that rips your heart out. And how do you bounce back? Yeah, it's a personal journey with my son, but I share it with you because that's the way I've done my show my entire life. That Ace believed in himself. That Ace goes to power strength with Mark Ennis and Brian Paulson, and he goes there three days after the season ends. And I asked him, when does the offseason begin? He says, today. And his coach, Joe Swander for Forest Hills Eastern, said that at the banquet. That there are guys you can see on the film and on the field who put in nine months during the offseason. That's how you get on the field on my team. And now he feels it. And you know what? You don't have to ask to be all state. 
you are recognized by the Michigan High School Football Coaches Association, by other coaches who saw you play. Yeah, your coach nominates you. Allstate doesn't mean anything except to Ace personally. I know it means a lot. Because all of us want to be recognized for hard work. We do. I don't care if you're laying a new road right now on the east side of the state. When that's finished, you want to be recognized that you did a great job. Not coddled. Not told something that isn't true. And that's what football does. Look Look at Michigan. Look at Harbaugh saying you can – a proud papa when he's talking at the Big Ten Championship Zoom call yesterday. That his team went out there and won at Penn State. You see what Penn State did to Michigan State Friday night at Fort Field? You see that? That's not a quality win? Ohio State? That, I think that was. They didn't have the flashy quarterback. I think that was the best Ohio State defense I've ever seen play against Michigan modern era. So I want to give love to everybody who got All-State. The state champions over the weekend. Man, that Belleville-Southfield A&T game. How, how did Michigan State let Isaiah Marshall end up at Kansas, the quarterback for Southfield A&T? And the Underwood kid is a stud. And he, uh, LSU might be the leader. Just Mark Ewell, Michigan High School Athletic Association. Saturday, Sunday, they had to adjust and they did it. It was beautiful. And now Michigan's in the Big Ten Championship game. Doug Skeen from the Wolverine.com. The Michigan Insider with Chris Ballas on the Wolverine.com's Michigan Football Podcast. Their latest one on the Ohio State game is up right now. At the Wolverine.com. How you doing, Douglas? I'm doing great, Bill, on a on a glorious Monday here. It feels pretty good to be a former Michigan player, a Michigan alumni, Michigan fan. These are some pretty good years here. And that game was, you know, big games don't live up to the hype too often, but start to finish, the hype going in, and really that hype has been there all off season through the regular season. And, and this is a true Michigan team. It really is. It's not about one individual. Well, there's no question, Bill, and there's several, several things throughout the course of the season that have demonstrated that, and they all kind of showed themselves all over again on Saturday. Maybe none more than when Zinter snaps his leg. The whole team is out there staring at their fallen teammate. Kid gets strapped up in the splint, put on the cart, and he's got that look in his eyes, and his teammates are looking at him. They move Barnhart into guard. Trent A. Jones comes in to tackle, and they don't miss a beat. They score a touchdown on the next play. That's the kind of thing that stands out uh, in my mind and will always stand out in my mind going forward in the, for the history of the program. That's, that just demonstrates a grittiness, Bill, that, and, and not just physical but mentally the way this team – has stayed together throughout all these distractions and the naysayers and everybody's saying that this team is not all that because of these other reasons. I think all that needs to go away because this team's got some real grit, historical grit. This season is different and something I haven't seen in a long, long time. Well, what do you like the most about that game? Because we expected a, a big game performance from Michigan. 
But you didn't expect this going in and you witnessed it on Saturday, Doug. What would be at the top of that list? Well, you know, Bill, I think I think it's easy to point at the superstars of the game. Obviously, Ohio State had theirs with outstanding wide receiver. They got some pretty doggone good football players throughout their roster, and that's nothing new. Michigan's got their own share, and this year's version is no different. You know, we've got a really, really good quarterback. We've got a star running back. We've got some superstar players of our own. But for me, I was reminded of the greatness of Mike Sanders still and then the other players that made incredible plays throughout the course of that game, our tight ends, our safeties, obviously with more with the pick, the backup offensive linemen coming in, the team, the team effort that came together to make multiple big plays that were really obvious and were replay-worthy, and we all saw them. But the little things that happened out there with a guy that maybe didn't get his name called all year long and wasn't part of a pregame special feature on the Big Fox show, those guys stepped up too and made plays in this game that we're going to remember forever because they now cemented themselves as being part of this great team that Michigan continues to promote as the most important thing. And that's what will stick out for me. This, this football game against a great Ohio State team was all that it normally is, but more so for a team aspect than I can remember in recent years. So now as we move past this game, there's Iowa and that bland offense, but they are a 10-2 team. They are ranked number 18 uh, in the latest coaches poll. Your thoughts on Michigan's matchup with a tough defense that I might put right there as the third toughest defensive unit they've played this season behind Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, I don't, there's no question. And there's a reason Ohio, or, I'm sorry, Iowa is 10-2. Is yeah, they, they've, they've won those 10 games not by outscoring people because they have a daggone good defense. And so we're going to face yet another good, stout defensive front. When we played them two years ago, they had a good defensive front then as well. They just don't have the ability to hang a lot of points. They haven't done it. They're not going to do it against our defense either. We're going to win this football game, Bill, but it's not going to be easy. I think a lot of people might think, oh, it's just Iowa. Big Ten West stinks, and we're going to roll them by three or four touchdowns. And, you know, who knows? That could happen. I don't expect it to because Iowa in the Kurt Ferentz era has always played tough football, and they rarely get blown out. But I got a feeling we're just going to win this game. But it's just, it's just going, to be, it's going to be a little bit of a grind. It might even be tight at halftime because they got a lot of prideful players down there in Iowa as well that are tough, and they'll be ready to go. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Talking about Michigan's win over Ohio State, looking to the Big Ten championship game on Saturday night. We just had Ballas on last hour when we were talking. Think about this. Harbaugh has missed half of the regular season because of suspensions. This team has dealt uh, with the massive headlines, negative, few positive Yet here they are achieving all their regular season goals and a win away from going back to the college football playoff for the third straight time, not getting their due as one of the great college programs the last three years. Bill, it's incredible. It really is. Uh, you think about the access that the whole world has to all these young men that play this game in Michigan, obviously, with social media 
and the availability and the interactions that these young athletes have with the outside world, for them to keep it together, I'm just sitting here imagining what what that culture must be inside that locker room amongst this young group of men and the and the and the, the, the galvanized nature of their their time together. And, and I guess I just I'm really really impressed that they've been able to keep it together. I think that's a testament to the captains of this team the guys that have the official C, but also all those guys in that locker room that aren't the official captain. But, man, do they play an important leadership role. This team's got a lot of them. We saw them make big plays on Saturday. I'm thoroughly impressed and will be forever, no matter how this story ends up, that this team has been able to get this far with their coach being yanked in and out and all the headlines like you've talked about. But somehow, some way, they've just stayed focused all the way through from the time when – People said, oh, you've never played anybody. You're not playing anybody. And, oh, you're not that good. And, oh, you can't throw the football. And, oh, there's, there's something wrong with J.J. He's not the same. Maybe it's because Jim's gone. All these things we've heard, and yet they just show up and win. It's really, really impressive. Who's uh, the MVP of this team right now going into the Big Ten title game? So the regular season, most valuable player for Michigan football names come to mind immediately obviously on the offensive side to think of our quarterback because you cannot win you cannot win in college football without an outstanding quarterback jj's obviously up there and in that but blake quorum from the running back position bill it's one of the toughest hard-nosed guys michigan's had back there in a long long time even without the football the way the kid blocks the way the kid takes on tacklers safeties and linebackers coming up at full speed and then he takes the shot, hangs on to the football, falls forward. Man, it's impressive. So those two guys come off the, 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 the front for me. If I had to choose one, I'm choosing Blake Corum. The kid came back off of a knee injury a year ago as well. I think some people have forgotten that. And it's like he's gotten even better coming off of the knee injury. So I'm going with Corum as my team MVP, although there's a few others that are certainly recognizable. I think Junior Colson on defense there is an outstanding linebacker. Mason Graham in the middle. There's just too many names that are candidates, but if i got to go with one, I'm going with Corum. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, one of our Michigan insiders. You can hear Doug and Chris Ballas on the Michigan Football Podcast weekly at thewolverine.com. Their breakdown of the Ohio State win is up right now. Losses at center away from the celebration after beating Ohio State. Their best offensive lineman just went down. Impact on this football team in play starting Saturday. Yeah, Bill, you know, when, when, when Zinner went down with the leg injury and I saw they move Barnhart in, and remember, Barnhart's played a lot of football out there for Michigan, including some guard. We haven't seen him there in a while. Trent A. Jones was the starting right tackle for Michigan two years ago until he had an ankle injury at the Iowa game. Trent A. is a strong, powerful run blocker. I don't have any concerns about running the football with that combination on the right side of the offensive line. The only thing to look out for now is, is pass protection. Trent A. struggled at times a little bit with edge rushers. He's going to have to get better at that, and maybe Michigan has to curtail a little bit to help that on that edge if a second or third long situation comes up. But I don't see any other drop-off. I really don't. I think that's a testament to the depth that Harbaugh's got on this team and Coach Moore and the development of that group. I didn't see a lot of drop-off in there after Zinner goes down. Of course, we'd rather have him in there because he's such a good player. But I don't think this is going to be as debilitating as some people think with the loss. 
Prediction on Michigan-Iowa and the Big Ten championship game on Saturday night. Yeah, 35-31-ish, Bill, to let's just say 13, 10, 13, maybe 14 points. That's what Iowa's usually been doing. Again, hey, you know, we talk about Iowa's great defensive front. Well, we got a pretty good one, too. No one's been able to really rush the football that great against us, so I expect us to win by two or three possessions. Doug, enjoy the game. We'll talk next week, and we'll look at the matchups in the college football playoff if Michigan advances. Looking forward to it. Go Blue. All right, Doug Skeen checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. You can join us on air, our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. What's the good and bad from a crazy weekend in sports, all on the good side, really outside of the Pistons still stink and the Lions losing on Thanksgiving. A lot to talk about from high school to college to the NFL. How about Frank Reich? Didn't even get one year in Carolina fired. Hey, you sold the future for Bryce Young and he didn't pan out and C.J. Stroud is tearing it up with Houston. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, one of our Lions insiders. I did share one of his tweets. Ben Johnson, who was in the running before could be the leading candidate to replace Reich after this season. But, man, you don't want to walk into a situation that is volatile. So Risden will be on Wednesday's show starting at 3 o'clock here on the Huge Show across Michigan. So if you want to join in on the good and bad from the weekend in sports, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. They're a Michigan-based bank, so your money stays in Michigan with Michigan people, with local decision-makers also in Michigan. Simple and easy. Mercantile Bank is a Michigan bank. To the callers online, we'll get to your huge opinions. We'll also talk about Jonathan Smith, the new head football coach at Michigan State. Great hire. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports and our affiliate, The Game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. He'll join us next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. What are you looking for in a career? What are you looking for in your pursuit of happiness and satisfaction? Let's answer those questions by answering this one. What are you? If you're selfless, courageous, dedicated, disciplined, and humble, your happiness and satisfaction may be in a new career in law enforcement. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org today or simply walk into your local police department and start the conversation. You may find the answer to all of your questions. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. 
Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in a luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Huge Opinion Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code HUGE when you sign up and you'll get the promo hookup. So if you want to get in on the Pistons and the NBA action, use code HUGE. You're a new customer. You'll get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on basketball, Pistons or the NBA. So that's win or lose, you'll get it. So if you want to get in on the game day action, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and use code HUGE. When you sign up, and those new customers who do that can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the Pistons or the NBA. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and only with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Must be 21 or older. Physically present in Michigan. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Let's go talk to Tim Stout. Stout on sports. Busy weekend. Began with Michigan State. Getting embarrassed by Penn State on home soil at Ford Field, but then they flipped the narrative and brought in what I think was the best possible replacement for Mel Tucker. A huge upgrade. I think one of the best football hires they've ever had. And Jonathan Smith, the former Oregon State coach, is now the Spartan head football coach. And Tim, that's a job well done by Alan Haller. Well, he'll be happy to hear you say that, Bill. I mean, he'll he'll want all the friends he can get. Obviously, he gets obviously you know some grace until until they play Florida Atlantic to open the 2024 season in a revised Big Ten look next year. And I know one thing: he's going to have a lot of new faces around 
both coaches and players. He lost three starters to the portal today, and they're noteworthy players. And you figure more are going to come. The portal opens December 4th, but three of them announced today they're not coming back. And I would guess there will be more of them. And where this all bottoms out remains to be seen. I have no idea on any of these hires. I mean, I remember when Tom Izzo was hired the first two years, people couldn't wait to get rid of him. Things changed after that. When Mel Tucker had an 11-2 and two year, oh, my golly, we better get this guy signed before we lose him. And the rest of that is history. So I always withhold judgment on all these, whether they're good or bad, until I you know, see the evidence uh, you know, one way or the other. Well, as I said in my opening, huge opinion today, great hire, but the Michigan State fan has got to be patient because I think it's going to be one of those full recruiting class cycles uh, before Michigan State is competitive in what is even a tougher Big Ten next year with Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC coming. And Jonathan Smith, life is about timing. I think if the Pac-12 was still intact, he wouldn't have left. But with the Pac-2 now, only Oregon State and Washington State, it was a no-brainer for Smith to take the MSU Open job. Well, that certainly had to play into it. By the way, congratulations. I didn't hear anybody say State was going to go 4-8 and eight in August. You did. State went 4-8. and eight. Um, I should be asking you the questions, not the other way around. I mean, I think there had to be a tremendous element to that. I mean, this guy's whole life has been Oregon State. He was a walk-on there, played quarterback. Uh, you know, he's been an assistant. He had six years as the head coach. He does not have a winning record there overall, but he does have a winning record the last two seasons at 15-7. and seven. His team did lose 31-7 to at Oregon over the weekend, but by then Michigan State decided that, you know, he was the guy. I'll be curious to see what his official contract is going to read moving forward. I, it's not going to be nearly what Tucker's was, obviously, for a variety of different reasons. But as you suggest, with the Pac-12 falling apart, there'd be a lot of indecision as to where Oregon State goes from here. My sense is that they'll promote one of those coordinators, and then he probably will stay there. The interim guy's got a shot maybe to land the head job long-term simply because Oregon State's going to play in a bowl game. And, you know, if they like that guy, they can play hard for him, see if he gets a job and go from there. But around here, you know, I, I was not surprised at the timing. I mean, these guys barely got out of the shower Friday night when Michigan State announced the coach. There was speculation, well, do you wait for a president? They were well aware of the, the Thanksgiving deadline or or, or hope for a deadline for a president that came and went. So whoever the new president is, one way or the other down the road, this is the football coach. Support him because he's going to need all the support he can get. Patience to the Michigan State fans, but I believe they got a quality uh, head coach who can uh, rebuild a program. That's my best guess right now. Uh, before I let you go, your thoughts on Izzo and Spartan basketball and where they're at right now? Well, I think it's silly, Bill, that they're not in the AP Top 25 this week. I mean, they, their two losses were close games to Duke, and especially Arizona. I mean, they led Arizona with a couple minutes to go, and Arizona's, what, ranked two or three, whatever they are. It's amazing to me how stupid these polls are. I mean, nobody takes it. If you win, you move up. If you lose, you go down. If you play cream puffs, you get credit for that. That makes no sense to me at all. They they went from 4 to 21 to unranked this week. You're telling me you think there are 25 better teams than they are? I would suggest no. Now, that said, they're the first one to tell you they got issues. 
through six games would be Tom Izzo, not because of who they beat, because of the way they lost, especially to Arizona the other night. Whether or not they have enough polished talent amongst their veterans or not, I think that remains to be seen. But it's clear to me he believes that for the most part, those four freshmen aren't going to come in and become the Fab Five of Michigan, you know, Michigan State version of the Fab Five that are just going to come in and take over. Booker didn't even play in the game against Arizona, and he was the most, you know, heralded recruit at the time of all those guys. But they get Georgia Southern tomorrow night, so there's another lackluster win. They still get Baylor. What December 16th is it at Little Caesars Arena? That's a neutral site. We'll see how that plays. I think the biggest thing they have going for them, Bill, is they play in the Big Ten because I think they're going to win a number of those games because the rest of the league, with two exceptions, doesn't look good to me. I mean, Purdue's very good, but they only play them one time, and that's late in the year at Purdue. You know, if you lose to them in a regular season, to be honest with you, so what? Um, And I think Illinois has shown that it's got a lot of athleticism, but the rest of those teams right across the board, Nebraska is a very misleading 7-0. and They got smart. They knew they couldn't beat teams their own size. And that coach Hoiberg, he Hoiberg, he's you know he's he's trying to keep his job. So the you know if you can't beat the teams your size, go down. So they're seven and zero. You think Michigan State couldn't beat Nebraska at three and three? I just think being in the big and Michigan, they all look vulnerable to me. Purdue had a great Maui Classic, and I think they're legit because I think their veterans are better than what Michigan State's veterans have shown so far. But we're in November. You know, you're four months to the NCAA tournament. That's a long ways off, and a lot can happen for everybody, good and bad. I think it's way too early to either throw them out with the bathwater or put them in the final four either way. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. You can hear him weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show airs weeknights at 6 p.m. on a.m. 7.30 in the capital city. Before I let you go, uh, who's your pick? Michigan-Iowa in the Big Ten football championship game Saturday night. I have Michigan winning that game 27-10. to 27-10. I don't think Michigan has any incentive to blow them out. I think the bigger question, Bill, is which one of the three do they want to play in the Rose Bowl? Because it looks to me like they're going to go to the Rose Bowl and play either Oregon, Washington, or Florida State. I would think their best hope is Florida State and then Washington, and I think Oregon would give them all they want in one whale of a game one way or the other. But we'll see. But they'll be, they won't have any trouble with Iowa. They won't have any trouble at all. Tim, uh, enjoy the week. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Always good to hear your voice. Same with you, Bill. Thanks for calling. Talk to you soon. All right, Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. He didn't seem overly excited about Jonathan, or Jonathan Smith, did he? Why do I keep saying Jonathan? Hey, are you Jonathan? Hey, what's your name? You named Jonathan Schmitz? Hey, how did Jonathan Smith? Jonathan Smith. I did get a couple comments uh, on the huge text chain. You can find the coaches all state teams for every class, including uh, the eight man category. Uh, just search Michigan High School Football Coaches Association online, also on Facebook, Twitter. They have Division One through Eight, and also I think the three other. Uh, divisions or two other divisions are all listed there, including the, I think the dream team was also uh, listed with that high school football. Wow. When you looked at the talent on some of these teams over the weekend, what Mark Ewell and the Michigan high school athletic association put together at Ford field. I kind of like the Saturday Sunday thing better than Friday, Saturday.
I really do. I, I really, I, I think there's, with no Lions on Sunday, I think there's more and less going on in terms of your life, right? You're wrapping up a holiday weekend. I think I'm more inclined to sit there and watch. I think I watched three of the games in a row. And I would go back and forth to the NFL games. And I watched a Sunday night game. But I watched three high school games in their entirety. Menominee from Menominee. They should be the auctioneers. Menominee. I got five. I got a five. I got their announcers like an auctioneer. First and hand, I go to five. He's going to 15, then 20, 25, 30. Do I hear 35, 45, 50, 55, Oh, it's going to be touchdown. Menominee. I got five. He's back to pass. He's got five. He's got ten. Do I hear ten? Sold on ten yards. Uh, let's go to Joe in St. Joe, Michigan. How you doing, my friend? Well, Bill, I'm doing great. How you doing? Love your show. I hey, love you, too. Yeah, uh, Superfly said you were sitting in our section at the game. I was section 43, row 83, and seat 17, and this this obviously drunken chick who puked about seven seats down from us. Uh, you came with, you know, three, four people, and they were dragging her. Oh, my gosh. I was like, when you said that at the beginning of the show, I'm like, are you kidding me? He had to be in our section. I was right down. I was at the other end of the row. We were like uh, 83, uh, row uh, 17. What row you say you're in? Uh, we were row 83. I Seventeen. Yeah, we were right. Yeah, we were we were row eighty three. I get again the rows, but it was seat. You were seat seventeen. We were like twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. That yeah, that girl that bar. She turned when they were taking her out. She looked yeah. at me and I saw her cheeks puff up like one of those puffy fishes on uh, Natural <laughs> Geographic. And I'm thinking if this girl's going to puke in my face, so I, I I pivoted her shoulders towards the two Ohio State fans that were sitting right in front of us. This is priceless. Well, she walked right in front of me. Like I said, I was on the aisle. Yeah. And I was with her brother, boyfriend, whatever, the three guys that were with her. I'm like, man, this girl's in a rough She state. came back. We're all worried that she was going to pick on us. And she I came back. She I just see her come back. She came back for the second half. I'm not lying. It was one of the greatest returns. It was it was Walt <laughs> Frazier. It was Buster Douglas Tyson. It was, yeah, one, two, three, ding, ding. I turn, and, and someone goes, she's back. And I look, and she's got a big pretzel. And she goes, how you doing? And I'm, and she still had a – she saw the piece of the throw-up, like, dangling off the right side of her oh. chin and her left leg. I'm telling you, when she looked at me from about a foot from my face – and and she went boom, and, and the, her lips went like this. I turned to her and said, "Go ahead and puke on the Ohio State fans because I'm not taking the pot pie shower." It's just awesome. What a coincidence! It was, like, man. I have, I have to call because what a crazy time. But hey, great season. Go blue. And I tell you what, when they uh, when we kicked the field goal up by six, I was like, "Oh my god!" I know. I was, I was like sick to my stomach. No, I, I, I Joey. I could imagine a person. Oh, coming down and same here. grabbing one in the air. Oh, oh. yeah, I was okay. like, I, I didn't like the only thing I didn't like, and it turned out in the end to be good, Joey. And thanks for listening in St. Joe. That they needed a touchdown, not a field goal. So if you would have went for a touchdown and had to and turned it over on downs or something, or didn't get the field goal, then they could have kicked the field goal at the end to tie it. I didn't like the conservative play there, but you know what? It worked out and they won. 
you want to join in our Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery, make sure you enjoy Honolulu Blue game days, tailgates, just a great beverage, adult-crafted cocktail, blue raspberry lemonade, and vodka. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. Presented by Coppercraft Distillery in Holland. Huge question of the day, good and bad for the weekend in sports. You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Don't miss holiday deals at Meyer. Shop select Lego play sets for 30% off. December Home Holiday Indoor Decor is buy one, get one 50% off. And December Home Holiday Ornaments and Lifelike Trees and Phillips Lights are 20% off. These deals and products won't last long at these prices. Head to Meyer today to shop holiday deals in one stop. Plus, pay the same low buyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail, vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE can place a $5 bet on any Pistons or NBA game and get 150 in instant bets free. Just use code HUGE when you sign up on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Big Bad Huge is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Mondays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up. And this week, you can get in on the Pistons and the NBA action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And new customers who use code HUGE when they sign up can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading 
downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mondays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by DraftKings. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together for our number three on a swift moving Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. What a weekend it was for the Michigan fan base, football team, season, school, alums. I want to give a shout out to a few members. I think it's a 2003 Michigan football team. I ran into them where we were hanging out at Union Rec in Ann Arbor. With Marty Boer for the Michigan Sports Network, also Drew and the crew from Impact Power Sports. You want the power toys, you want a tricked out golf cart, side-by-sides, whatever it is. You're out there two-wheeling, four-wheeling, electric bikes, and more. Your West Michigan Yamaha golf cart go-to headquarters, Impact Power Sports, 14-mile road in Rockford, north side of town. Yeah, I had someone come up and said he was a lawyer in Lexington, Kentucky. Marty Boer was sitting there for the Michigan Sports Network, and the guy says, I listen to you every day on the iHeart app. And he played for Michigan back in 2003, and I said, well, man, I appreciate you listening, who you're here with. He says, I'm with some of my teammates. We were at the alumni tent before the game today. I said, well, I'll pop over when I'm done eating. And I'll say hello, and I went over, and I forget all their names. I really do. It was a long day. This is Saturday night, grabbing a bite to eat after the tailgate at Stadium Club 327. Lomas Brown hanging out, then the game. Drew from Impact Power Sports, his wife. Kathy Mason from their marketing team. Just a great day. Mark Ewell's parents. The executive director of the MHSAA told Mark that we made them feel like big shots. So we did. I hooked them up. They got photos with Lomas, put them on a tab, especially once they said they weren't drinking alcohol. Drink what you want to. I got you back, okay? So thank you to Martin at that Stadium Club 327. You're a corporate group. You want to rent a tailgate next year for a Michigan home game or an event in Ann Arbor. 327 East. Hoover, right? Is that correct, Superfly? Yeah, I want to make sure. Because you, you had that address wrong all week. So now Michigan is preparing for the Hawkeyes of Iowa. Gary Dolphin, the voice of Iowa, will join us tomorrow from Iowa City with a preview of the 10-2 and two Hawkeyes, who are ranked number 18 in the latest coaches poll. Michigan, hey, you, you beat number two Ohio State at home. You win at Pace, uh, Penn State. Two of the last three weeks, and you don't move up to number one because Georgia, what, struggled to beat Georgia Tech? It's a ripoff. really is. The hardball hate is transparent. People are like, oh, they hate him because he cheats. No, yeah, they tried to say that. So how'd it work out? How'd the cheating work out against Franklin? 
who hasn't won any big games at Penn State. Total fraud. Uh, how to work out against Ryan Day the last three years. Oh, you see the Buckeyes with the three guys in the, like the purple, green, yellow, look like Sherbert colors. Someone's going to steal those signs. Are you kidding me? Every single coach who complained, look at how they finished their season since they complained. Kirk Ferentz said it's no big deal. What Kirk do? Win the West. Hey, Matt Rule, how to work out for you? <coughs> Let me check the bowl list. You're not going to a bowl. Hey, Greg Schiano, how to work out for you? Hey, James Franklin, how'd whining about Michigan work out for you? Hey, Ryan Day, even on the eve of the game, whining about Michigan. How'd that work out for you? Think about that. Hey, Purdue, you're the worst team in the league. How'd it work out for you? What they all tried to do to bury Harbaugh in Michigan football because they're good. Matt Rule will never win. He, he'll take them to bowl games. He's not winning championships at Nebraska. Any coach that took that route, that ripped on Harbaugh when Harbaugh was asked to leave that call, I guarantee they won't have their jobs in four years. Guarantee it. And Kirk Ferentz says it's no big deal. NCAA could have fixed this Big Ten a long time ago. Let's just go play football Saturday night. Isn't that refreshing? Oh, so Ryan Day has no excuse. Hey, Michigan was even a little bit too conservative at the end. Open the door, a touchdown, you win, Ryan. And you can celebrate with your Buckeye faithful if that would have happened. That You know what? He cheated the first two years. And now, Buckeye Jesus said, he shall not be victorious. But Ryan Day will have to wait another day to beat Michigan. And Superfly Hayes decided after a few adult beverages to drop Chris Ballas a text on Saturday and say there should be an asterisk next to this Big Ten East title. I can't repeat what Chris Ballas sent back to Superfly Hayes. But let's just say... It wasn't nice. Yeah, look at all those coaches that complained. Oh, really? I do hope that the the Big Ten starts an investigation to see, not that Ohio State says there's no connection. No, 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 no. To see if there's any connection to Ryan Day or his family to hiring a private investigative firm. I thought there might be a run for Texas A&M by Ryan Day But Elko got that job, the former Duke coach. And Michigan State hired a very good coach in Jonathan Smith. He's losing guys to the portal. It's basically like starting over. So if you're a Michigan State fan with the addition of Washington, additions, plural, Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA, it's going to be a three-, four-year process to rebuild that program. Mel Tucker tore it down. The worst $95 million invested this side of Juan Gonzalez. Go to Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. One of our Michigan insiders, he is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? 
Oh, you know, just another day here in, uh, in uh, maybe paradise isn't the word. I'm looking outside and there's snow everywhere, but another another productive weekend, huh? Yeah, you know what? You get uh, at least another week of big conversation. I think it will extend beyond this weekend. Michigan should take care of business against Iowa, but let's start with the Ohio State game, Anthony. Uh, what What was the standout moment for you? I think that, I mean, just the game in general, uh, you know, you'd objectively take a step back, you go back and rewatch that game. One of the best games of the college football season, you know, I know that there's, you know, you have your shootouts in the Pac-12 and the Big 12, and you have the basketball on grass, and you have, and then the flip side of that is that you have whatever it is the Big Ten West plays. But this was a game where, you know, you had fireworks on both sides. Uh, it wasn't super high scoring, so every possession counted every first down counted, every yard counted. And, you know, even with Michigan, you know, going up by two scores in the fourth quarter, Ohio State has the ball with under a minute to go with a chance to take the lead, you know, on Michigan's side of the field. So that game had everything, Um, you know, signature moment, obviously, you know, there's a number of things you can point to. I mean, for me, it's, you don't want to see a guy like Zach Sinner go down, but to score on the very next play, um, you know, that's, that stuff that's right out of a movie. And then to end the game, we have a guy like Rod Moore who really hasn't, I don't want to say he hasn't played well this year, but he's been injured, hasn't really been his normal vintage Rod Moore self. An Ohio guy didn't get an offer from Ohio State. He makes the game ceiling interception as Ohio State's driving to try and win the game. Um, a ton of moments like that. It was great theater, great atmosphere. Um, yeah, I mean, it, just, it was just kind of a program-affirming moment for the Wolverines. It really was. I, again, I haven't been to every big game at the big house, but from the outside looking in, what's transpired the all year, really, going back to the suspension, the self-imposed suspension of Harbaugh to start the season, the expectations on this team, something that hasn't been talked about, how these coaches, through six games minus Harbaugh, and I mean every coach on that staff, and these players, that they never lost focus of the goal to finish the regular season 12-0, and and really, we all knew going in that three-game stretch at Penn State, at Maryland, Ohio State at home was going to be the season. And they delivered through all that noise, through all that BS. And now they're going to play an Iowa team that is 10-2. and two. They are 18th ranked. Uh, I get they can't score. The over-under is at 35-and-a-half. That seems to favor Michigan being minus 23. A Wolverines blowout is what the odds makers are predicting on the DraftKings Sportsbook Big board, uh, your thoughts on Iowa? Is it sitting there as a trap game? Trap game probably isn't the right word because there has to be a dangerous trap to fall into. This, this <laughs> team can't score. They can't. They can't move the football. So, you know that alone. I mean, if Michigan scores a touchdown in this game, Iowa's probably cooked. Unless there's you know something crazy happens. But uh, you know what? I, I like this matchup for Michigan. Like I, the same way I did a couple of years ago when they played it. And that, you know, you're coming off this big emotional win, emotional few weeks. There's, there can't be any let up because the way that Kirk Ferentz coaches that team, the way that they build their defense, they do not make mistakes. They are always where they need to be. And if you make a mistake, they will pounce on it. And then that's what, you know, through all the crap that they've dealt with this year, the Hawkeyes in terms of the injuries, the offense, that team hasn't flinched. And, you know, similarly to, when Michigan's been put in those tough spots, they haven't flinched. So what a game against Iowa 
always does anytime you play the Hawkeyes, no matter the amount of firepower they have, is that they are going to test your focus and test your discipline and test your ability to lock back in coming off of a game like Ohio State. You know, last year it was you go to Iowa, it's your first road trip of the year, coming off of, you know, a, a bit of a shaky game in the Big Ten opener against Maryland. So for this, the purposes of this team, now that you have Harbaugh back, it's, it's still all hands on deck. And, you know, it's about, you know, this is year three in a row of this now. It, it is so much more about, it, there, there's more on the line than a Big Ten title now. Like, you still have to, I still think you have to win this game Saturday to punch your ticket to the playoff. I, I don't think you want to, and I don't think they will put themselves in a position where a loss, you have to wait for other things to happen. But, um, you know, they're, they're bigger fish to fry now. They're bigger fish to fry than the Penn State Nittany Lions, the Ohio State Buckeyes. They're bigger fish to fry than this game on Saturday. Everything they do now has to be refocusing themselves for the college football playoff because in this run they've had the last three years, the only narrative they haven't really killed yet is that they can win in the postseason and kind of recapture that fire, you know, from the regular season. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, they expected to be here. Uh, it's not like a couple of years ago where, you know, you're, you're talking about a coronation and a changing of the guard. No, like Michigan rules this conference right now and they still have so much more to play for. Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com, one of the Michigan insiders joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So I, I agree with you. Michigan's a prohibitive favorite Saturday, 23 and a half points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. So with the W and Georgia winning, and if Washington would beat Oregon on Friday night and Florida State beats Louisville with their backup quarterback, on the Seminole side, that will be your college football playoff. And more than likely, it would be Michigan-Washington in the Rose Bowl in the opener. That's why I think this jockeying in the polls is kind of setting that up. And you get Georgia and Florida State in the other Sugar Bowl semifinal, where it does get interesting. If Alabama beats Georgia, Michigan beats Iowa, Michigan will be the overall number one seed. If Oregon beats Washington, I think they're in as a one-loss team. But you have Texas out there. Uh, playing Oklahoma State, so they're not going to get a lot of juice in that. You have Ohio State sitting on one loss, but their biggest win of the year is at Notre Dame or Penn State uh, at home. Uh, That's Alabama lost to Texas at home, but what if they beat Georgia in the SEC title game? Good luck. You know, Michigan has the easiest path to a locked bid, I would say, in being that big favorite over Iowa. Yeah, you just have to win and you're in. And I really do think with the way that everything sets up right now, um, because again, college football playoff and those matchups, it's still it's still a TV show. It's still a product that they're assembling. And I think that, to me, the tea leaves are there that Michigan would, would go to the Rose Bowl. They're probably going to play the, uh, the Pac-12 champion, whoever that winds up being, which with the subplot of that being you know, obviously a future conference matchup as well uh, in terms of what's coming next year. So to me, that, that feels like the most, the most likely outcome, uh, whether Michigan's a one seed or not, I think that's probably the scenario we're looking at. Um, and then from there, you see what happens. I, I, I have a hard time. I, I don't know that the pass is as easy for Ohio State to sneak in like it was last year. And not that it was easy. A lot of things had to happen, but you know, you've got that Pac-12 champion ahead of them. You've got, you know, if Florida State's able to find a win. You've got, the, you know, you, 
I know there's been a lot of talk about them without Jordan Travis. You can't keep them out if they're undefeated. I think that would be wrong, especially given a team like Ohio State won the national title with a third-string quarterback back in 2014. So I think an undefeated Florida State still has the leg up. But, uh, you know, a lot to sort out. To me, I think maybe the most consequential uh, conference championship weekend maybe that we've seen since the college football playoff was installed. So really exciting. I mean, some, just some great matchups coming up this weekend, too. So a lot of teams have to win and play their way in. And Michigan, you know, to their credit, they essentially had two playoff games in Penn State and, and with this game against Ohio State on Saturday. So Saturday was a play-in game for Michigan and Ohio State, and Michigan won it, and now they're in the driver's seat. Can't wait for Saturday night. Big Ten Championship Saturday, Michigan, like I said, 23-and-a-half-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Big board, the Hawkeyes of Iowa, 10-2, and two, number 18 in the country. 8 o'clock, that will be on Fox on Saturday night uh, down in Indy. Anthony, appreciate the update. Uh, we'll talk Friday, and I'll get your pick on the game. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. All right, Anthony Broom checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. We do have our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is an adult crafted cocktail, blue raspberry lemonade, and vodka that you can enjoy on game day, any day, tailgates, celebrating a big win, or even trying to relax after a tough loss. Look for Honolulu Blue at your local restaurant, pub, or bar, or in stores all across Michigan. Good and bad from the weekend in sports. You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank, by the way, with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank. You can join in 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions were at home for their annual Thanksgiving Day game against the Green Bay Packers and dropped their seventh straight on the holiday. A brutal start to the day that allowed two 75-play drives by the Packers' offense and a fumbled scoop and score had the Lions down 20-6 in the first quarter alone. Three lost fumbles from Jared Goff as the O-line had their worst outing of the season, allowing 12 total quarterback hits, three sacks, and endless pressures. Detroit made it somewhat respectable in the second half, but a worrisome game to say the least, losing 29-22 to their divisional rival. They now get a 10-day layoff before their Sunday matchup this week on the road in New Orleans against the Saints for a 1 o'clock kickoff on Fox. Bill Simonson here for my friends at Urban U. They're Michigan's best med spot. Now they have multiple locations in the Grand Rapids metro area, and you'll find an Urban U location in Northville on the east side of the state. 
And this is a message for any guy listening right now. How often do you think about your skin health care? Well, Urban U has multiple options that could help you immediately. Whether you work out a lot, you run, your job requires a lot of sweating, you need to think about your skin health care. And Urban U can help you, hydrofacials, and so much more, or even your kids. Think about that. If your son, your daughter's playing a lot of sports and they're having trouble with their skin health care, Urban U has options that can help today. Just go to theurbanu.com to find out more. Locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and on the east side of the state in Northville. Go to theurbanu.com. Bonus points with M-Perks at Meyer for just one more way to save this holiday season. Shop groceries, apparel, gifts, and more, and earn points on it all. And right now, earn two times the points for every dollar you spend on select Meyer brand food. Earn points every time you shop and redeem them anytime you want. Make Meyer your one-stop shop for everything you need this holiday season. And with M-Perks, you'll save even more. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. I mentioned last Saturday I was at the Stadium Club 327 at 327 East Hoover in Ann Arbor for that huge tailgate. They have a corporate tailgate lot with artificial turf. You can rent it, companies, individuals, families, whatever. It's awesome. Lomas Brown was there with our friends from Impact Power Sports, West Michigan's Yamaha Golf Court or cart, golf cart, golf court, golf cart dealer on 14 Mile in Rockford on the west side of the state. Drew from Impact, his wife, some of their employees, Kathy Mason from their marketing team. Awesome day. Thousands of people showing up. Great event. Well, we debuted Lomas's golf cart in Honolulu, blue and silver, the logos, the flags flying. One lucky Huge Show listener is going to win Lomas Brown's cart. The drawing will be held in 2024, but you can enter by texting IMPACT to 21000. Text IMPACT to 21000. You'll be in the drawing to win Lomas's cart, courtesy of IMPACT Power Sports. And if you want a tricked-up golf cart for your golf club, uh, if you live on a course your neighborhood to tool around when the weather's nicer cottage at the lake whatever it is your business i'm telling you drew and his team at impact power sports they have the shops there they will trick one up for you whatever you want on it and however you want it to look in the lions golf card that lomas has is pretty cool just text impact to 21000 that drawing will happen i think the summer of 2024 so you have a while it's going to be all so there, there's there's some good time in this contest. Text impact to 21,000. Speaking of impact, I have a good feeling that Jonathan Smith eventually 
will make a huge impact in East Lansing as a Spartans head football coach. I think it's a great hire, but because of the fallout from Mel Tucker and transfer portal and flipping rosters and coaches, I don't think he's going to go the massive transfer portal way that Mel Tucker did, uh, but it will take some time and patience by the Spartan nation to rebuild it. But to me, he was the best coach on the market. I know Elko ended up at Texas A&M. Job well done by Alan Howler. Haven't said a lot of good things about administration at Michigan State uh, in a while, but I'll go with Haller, A-plus on this hire. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, wherever you listen to podcast. Opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And Graham, I think it's a job well done getting Jonathan Smith into East Lansing. Yeah, executed without a lot of drama um, and, and quickly, swiftly, you, you go get your guy. It's done by halftime of the, the, you know, the noon games on on the final Saturday of the season. I mean, helped out by both the teams uh, playing on Friday night, both Oregon State and MSU. But yeah, I mean, it, it was a weird search in the sense that you know they had ten, eleven weeks to do it, and a lot of that is evaluation. And it was interesting because I think one thing that uh, Alan Haller learned from being a part of previous searches is just how messy they can get when there are too many leaks, when too much stuff gets out. And it puts coaches in weird spots to then deny their interest and you can lose guys. And uh, so it was really a, a search uh, for a long time that was just him and uh, just Haller and, and then, you know, a couple other people here and there. But it, it kept it very close to the vest. And that's why it really broke the way it did. Uh, how will he rebuild uh, this program in East Lansing? Uh, if you look at Jonathan Smith, and he came to you, Graham and said, hey, your ideas on what is not just the quickest path, but what is the strongest road to take to try and make Michigan State an upper-tier team again in the expanding Big Ten? What would you say to him? Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to build something solid before you can have something great. And I think he understands that coming from Oregon State. I mean, he understands certain dynamics. He may not understand Michigan, Michigan State, but uh, he understands what it's like to have a rival that sometimes looks down on you. That's what Oregon, Oregon State is, right? There's some similar dynamics in that sense. He understands what it's like not to have every resource in the world um, relative to some of the people you're trying to compete with. But the, the, the big thing I would say is, especially with the expanded playoff, get yourself to a solid base. Build it how you know how to build it. Because I, I think once you are winning seven or eight games a year, and if you can do that consistently – you'll be able to recruit at a different level. You'll be able to have the years where you're at 10, 11 wins here and there and, and in the playoff. And that success sort of feeds itself. And I, I think that's something D'Antonio, you know, had going for a minute. And really that 2016 class that wound up being a disaster but was so highly rated, I mean, that was their attempt then to take it to the next level. And, and, and uh, I think if that goes differently, you know, the, the D'Antonio era might have ended differently. I just I, I said this the minute I heard the news Saturday when I was down in Ann Arbor that to me, again, D'Antonio came from Cincinnati and there was the hope they were going to get Kelly and it was a split faction. And I know D'Antonio turned out to be one of the better coaches Michigan State has had. But from day one, uh, one of the strongest hires ever for Michigan State. Now the question is, what type of roster will Coach Smith have to deal with now as we're getting almost hourly updates on the Michigan State season over and guys are leaving and they're expecting more to leave for the portal because they weren't recruited by these coaches and they want to get out right now. 
there are a couple things to note with the portal decisions. One, unless you're a graduate transfer, none of these kids can actually get in the portal until December 4th. So some of these kids have already said they're open to coming back, but they want to explore their options. So they are going to have to re-recruit the roster. And I think some of these guys, you know, the the, the core of that young defense, especially, uh, maybe Sam Levitt at quarterback, uh, those are guys that, you know, some of the younger receivers, although they have not been impressive to this point, but that you're going to want to re-recruit them because how painful this is will depend partly on how many of the, the best, you know, pieces of the previous roster you can keep. And there will be some guys, I think, that probably come over from Morgan State. There's going to be, um, you know, some other guys gotten in the portal. But, you know, the, this is not a staff change that was happening because the previous staff had zero recruits in the fold. In fact, the 2022 and 23 classes, just based on rankings and numbers of four stars, are up there with the best classes Michigan State's ever had. Now, were they developing quickly enough? They're not yet in their performance years. Who knows? But you want as many of those kids to stick around, and that will determine, I think, you know, how quickly you can be competitive. Who's going to be the quarterback? Uh, this could be a you know game show. Uh, who will be the Michigan State quarterback uh, come the season opener against Florida Atlantic? Who is it? That's a great question. I mean, it has to be a transfer kid. portal guy, right? I would think. Well, right? or it could be, or it could, or it could be Sam Levitt. One of the two. Uh, if it's Sam Levitt, that that would be the ideal situation in some ways. I mean, he was a true freshman, looked really promising. We'll see if he sticks around. Um, the kid from Oregon State was a young player. There's some thought that he will follow to Michigan State. I don't know that yet. He's a quarterback guy, you know, by pedigree. Uh, Jonathan Smith is so that that helps in this scenario. He probably knows what he wants. Uh, he can sell that to, to kids. Uh, but you're right, they do need to get a quarterback. And more than that, then they need to get some playmakers. I mean, other than Malik Carr against Indiana, they really didn't have playmakers on this offense. And that was a big problem for them this year. They just don't have enough juice. And so they've got to they've bring in a couple guys that give defenses problems. Uh, because, you know, as, as much as when Sam Levitt showed flashes when he was in there, and you might be able to get a, a really good, exciting quarterback, no quarterback was going to have great success with the playmakers that were around him with this and the offensive line that was there with this particular group. Patience is not a virtue of any social network. Uh, the Spartan fan base, whether it's the message boards or whether it's Spartan Twitter, how patient will they be with Jonathan Smith? Well, they'll have to be patient. I mean, he's he's going to have a, a decent amount of a decent length contract. I don't, you know, unless he makes some serious mistake like Mel Tucker did, uh, he's going to have some time. And he also, this is, you know, this is a Alan Haller hire. In other words, the AD who's in place made the hire. Now, Haller could get swept out at some point, but, you, you know, when the current administration makes the hire, that person often is going to have the backing. And, and I, I think people want this to succeed. Uh, I, I think they'll, they'll give him time. Uh, they'll give him a year or two. It, it, they understand that next year may not be great. What I think they want to see, though, and I think this is really important, they want to see competence. And I think one of the strengths of Mel Tucker's 2021 year that's overlooked a little bit and that fell apart afterwards, was it wasn't just Kenneth Walker and they had two NFL receivers and all that was great, but it looked like a really competent football program. When they went down to Miami, the way they played, the way they hung in there with Michigan, what they did, there were, there were lots of games where it looked like coaching competence, program competence, and then they didn't just lose the next two seasons. They seem to lose competence. And I think that stuff can show itself on the field. You don't need to be a great team. But if it looks like you've got a competent staff 
and a program that is sort of moving together, uh, people will be more patient. You know what it is, and it, and and that difference between not just Kenneth Walker, but the eleven and two season, that when you live by the transfer portal, you can die by it, Graham. Well, yeah, but they also had two NFL receivers who were D'Antonio recruits on that team. Oh yeah, Reed, you know, right, yeah. yeah, and, and Naylor, who were both both still you know, both playing and doing fine. So, I, you know, I think there was more. You know, there were some guys from the D'Antonio era who were. Really good players, it, it, and that happens a lot. Like Brett Bielema just went through this at Illinois. Like, Illinois was really good in year two, and now they had a struggle in year three. And Bielema is still a good coach. He just had a lot of NFL guys. The previous regime actually recruited pretty well at the end, and, and sometimes that happens. So, uh, and that could happen for Jonathan Smith here, where it turns out that these guys in the 2022 and 2023 class, most of them choose to stay, and that winds up being the foundation of the next couple of years, and, and, and they're okay. And Michigan also got it right. You know, at the time when he got his $95 million deal, it looked like Harbaugh, that could have been his final year. Or what was the future of Michigan? And Harbaugh's had this incredible turnaround now. And you got Ohio State, and you look at Penn State, and Michigan State wishes they were out west. I mean, they should have beat Iowa at Iowa. They, you know, literally, again, not that they would have been a bold team, but they could have been in contention. Then they lay the egg Friday night, and they play like, they don't even care. I don't know if they heard the coach had been hired before everyone else. Uh, they did not show up. I thought that was one of the most pathetic performances I've ever seen from a Michigan State team. It was. It was not good. It was. They were completely outclassed in ways that they weren't even. It was the first time. You know, they got beaten soundly by Ohio State, by Michigan, by Washington. But this was the first time I thought, boy, if you could have like a running clock, like in high school or peewee football, <laughs> yeah. or just stop the game, you, you'd do it. Because this is this is really ugly. I, I do think one of the things with Jonathan Smith that that was attractive is is you, you talk about that Michigan dynamic, and there is no doubt that that feeds into the psyche and soul of the MSU fan. Right when Michigan has it rolling like this, it is it is painful. And um, like Kirk Ferentz this Saturday could be a legend. Uh, they might build Kirk Ferentz a statue on Michigan State's campus if somehow Iowa pulled off one of the great upsets of all time, which they're not going to do. But but if, one of the things D'Antonio did early is he spoke to the soul of the MSU fan. He understood how they felt. And so before he really flipped the script on that rivalry for a while, he, he, he spoke to them in certain ways. And I think Jonathan Smith, a guy who played at Oregon State, you know, comes back to his alma mater in a place that is, is, has fewer resources than, than MSU by quite a ways, but deals with that dynamic with Oregon. He will understand it. He may not understand Michigan, Michigan State, but he will understand exactly what that is to MSU people, and that's really important. You know, Graham, I have to tell you something. Uh, in all those photos of him jumping on, you know, the Michigan State private jet, on coming back home, on speaking to the crowd, I had the double take when I said, why in the hell did Alan Haller hire Jim Comperoni as a new football uh, huge, coach? Huge mistake, wasn't it? Um, I was. I looked. I double went on the plane. I'm like, how come get on the plane with the new coach? Because I had seen the new the facing. Because you see him in a hat. You see him on the sidelines. Coaches look different than they're you know when they're out of their coaching clothes. And I'm like, and Comp's sharing it from Michigan State football. And I'm like, how did Comp get on the plane with the new coach? That is the coach. It's not Comp. 
<laughs> I want to see at the press conference tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing Comp and Jonathan Smith in the same room just to make sure. Yes, make I, sure I, I'm being honest. I did. I yeah. there was a couple different photos where because I follow you know Comp and he comes on the show and talks Michigan State and I'm like. He looks exactly like Jonathan Smith, the new head coach. Look at Jim Comperoni, folks, on Twitter. Look at his photo on his uh, Twitter page or at SpartanMeg.com, and then look at Jonathan Smith. It's crazy. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast. Listen to it. It's well worth the listen wherever you download podcast, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal. This is a hire to me that stabilizes a very fragile not athletic department, because Izzo has it strong on his side, and their team will be fine. They just need to find consistent shooting. But, you know, leadership finally making the right move. And Alan Haller, the way it leaked that he wanted to, you know, discipline Mel Tucker earlier and someone above him said no. Uh, that got out there, then the new coach is hired. So whatever Haller did on positioning, uh, it was a good week for him. It was. You know, one of the things, and I, I got off the phone with him a little bit ago for a column I'm ready, uh, heading into the press conference tomorrow, but just, you know, he, when he was out there interviewing um, with uh, with Jonathan Smith and his wife, he could, he was he could picture Tom and Lupe as a, like, that was part of what he saw, like, the, the, the place needing that sort of next cultural icon, maybe too strong a word, but, but a staple of who Michigan State is for a long time, and I think that's his hope. I agree. And, you know, I wish Jim Comperoni all the best and good luck. Uh, Jim Comperoni has replaced Mel Tucker. <laughs> Tough job for Jim. I mean, Com, that, I don't, is that a pay upgrade? By the way, speaking of pay, is there any, I know eventually it will come out, but did Haller or anything uh, get published yeah. on what the deal is? What I, what I know, yeah, and I, I do sort of know, I, um, I don't have the contract in hand, but I believe it's going to be Similar, fewer years, but similar to what Mel Tucker was making before the donor help, if that makes any sense. So, just coming from the university, so in that seven million dollar range. Yeah, seven million probably a seven year deal, seven million, something like that, right? Yeah, 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 yep. right in that right. range. Yeah, oh, fifty mil. That's that's it's market value, and I, yeah, I don't it again. Put, it'll It'll put them in the middle of the Big Ten once the four schools from out west are in. And that's fair pay. That's fair pay. And then we don't know how much Mel, if he'll ever get anything, or that might give them room to settle if they want to, or how that ever works out behind closed doors, or if it gets uh, to a courtroom. I know, though, with this move moving forward, it wouldn't surprise me if they would offer Tucker something just to have this never have to hit the headlines again. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it'll be interesting because they're going to have a new president in place probably pretty quickly. And I think that person will have some say in that. And I'll be curious to see where they're headed. Yeah, they, they would be seriously. I, I, if it's if you got him at uh, seven years at $7 million, whatever it is, close to a ballpark, and you already had it earmarked for $77 million, $75 million, whatever you owed him, I don't have the exact dollar number. But gosh, just give him $15, 20000000 million, have it never go to headlines again, and then you, you start a new era with Jonathan Smith. That would be my call. Yeah, I'll be very curious to see whether they do that because I also think there's a chance. What you don't want to do is is it, this goes to a lengthy legal battle and, and Mel gets a lot more than that. So or that, or you know, and just the headlines—they don't need the headlines anymore. Yeah, yep. you know the twenty million might be a lot. Someone say, "Oh, don't pay him a dime." No, while you have Jonathan Smith trying to reload, rebuild 
however you want to phrase it, you don't need more headlines with Mel Tucker in the past. You don't. No, that's that's very true. Very true. Graham Couch, Couch of the Root podcast all over this. Jonathan Smith press conference is tomorrow. We'll talk about that on the show after 3 o'clock on the Michigan Sports Network. Graham, appreciate the update. Anytime. Talk to you, Bill. All right, Graham Couch joining us. I like him. He's a straight shooter. Yeah, I would... I, I, I know he he could fight for it all, but you go offer him 10, 20 million bucks and say we're done. And then there's non-disclosure, there's no more lawsuits, and you get this, because that's what Jonathan Smith felt like this weekend, was a deep breath for the Michigan State fans that we got a coach who's solid on and off the field, who has a track record of building a winner, Let's move this train forward. And that's why you settle with Mel and you get a deal done. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in a luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Don't miss holiday deals at Meyer. Shop select Lego play sets for 30% off. December Home Holiday Indoor Decor is buy one, get one 50% off. And December Home Holiday Ornaments and Lifelike Trees and Phillips Lights are 20% off. These deals and products won't last long at these prices. Head to Meyer today to shop holiday deals in one stop. Plus, pay the same low buyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. 
Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back wrapping up a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up. Can bet five bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Win or lose, just use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading DraftKings Sportsbook app. And like I said, New customers will get that 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting. It's $5 on the Pistons or NBA basketball. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only with code HUGE. Superfly, hey, stellar job on this Monday broadcast. Very swift moving to everybody. We will talk tomorrow at 3. Big. Bad. Huge.